0: Good evening, and you're listening to Table Talk with Greenwood First Assembly. My name is Billy Carraway, and sitting next to me is our senior pastor, John Miller, and our children's pastor, Mindy Foote. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Mindy, how are you? Doing good. Awesome. It is full summer, full swing, and full heat. I don't handle heat very well. How about you guys? No, I sure don't. <laughs> no, Me neither. Oh, okay, so I moved to Arkansas in 2004, moved to Oklahoma, it was probably in 2000, and I got introduced into what Arkansas weather, in Oklahoma weather really was, so growing up in California, we had no humidity whatsoever, and then I moved out here, and it just like hits you in the face, it is so hot, and so humid here, and it just like sucks every bit of like life out of you, so... Now coming from Nebraska, did you guys have humidity out there? Not like it is here. No, I mean
1: Nebraska is obviously way up north, and so we didn't have. It was it got hot, but not humidity like this.
0: No. Yeah, Mindy, you you've been here your whole life, right? Yeah, you're so used to this. It I I dread summer. I just I I used to love summer because I had the beach like right next to me in in California. But we have lakes, and it's still hot at the lake. Uh, here, yes. <laughs> Yes it is. So hey, this is our second episode of Table Talk and thank you guys for for listening to the first one. We have I would say a pretty exciting little show going on and um this is kind of the direction that we've been talking about what we've been what we're trying to push into and um on our last episode we had kind of talked about uh Pastor Miller, the direction of the church. Now, let me kind of like uh fill people in. We are still dead smack in the middle of this COVID-19 pandemic. And so the direction of the church from when we had the first podcast to the direction of the church, and I'm saying the church, but our church here at Greenville First Assembly, um, it might have changed a little bit, wouldn't you say? I mean, we're, we're not, we are still doing the live streaming, but we are, um, I think a lot of churches are kind of having to face this right now. Um, a new vision, not how do I put this the right way? Uh, uh, maybe new ideas to push the vision of the church uh, with in this post or right dead smack in the middle of this pandemic. So how are we feeling right now, Pastor, about everything going on and the direction that we're going right now?
1: Obviously, COVID-19 has definitely changed everything, not just the church, but it's changed our world. And I told them all Sunday that we're here. I said, if you're waiting for normal to happen, it's not going to happen. We are living in a new normal. So uh, we have to adapt to that new normal. And that's basically what we're planning to do. We have maybe half of the church has come back, but uh, we haven't seen the rest of them at this point. And I understand. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying people need to come back. But uh, I did preach on Sunday that some new uh, figures that I saw. By George Barna, who put these figures out. He's a pollster that really does a lot for Christians and for the church. And uh, they uh, actually uh, interviewed a thousand people uh, in April and May, and uh, they discovered that those who were attending church before the COVID 19, uh, uh, 32% of them have literally dropped out of church. And he said, basically, uh, that means uh, they are not watching online, and they are not planning to come back to church. I mean, you know, you have to understand that if you shut the church down for 15 weeks, uh, they're going to find something else to do. And watching online is not the same as coming to a church.
0: Absolutely. Um, I, I'm blown away, I guess. I, I shouldn't even when I hear these kind of numbers, I I automatically think number one, what are we doing as the church to try to bring the people back into the church, you know, uh, before the COVID-19 and stuff had happened. Um, and right now I'm kind of, I've, I've heard the the statistics and you had preached on it Sunday about, um, just the number of people falling away from it. And so I guess what I, what I would, what I would ask is this is, why do you think that they're not wanting to number one be a part of this this kind of new form, you know, online worshiping and an online church, or maybe even not even wanting to come back to the church? What do you think? Why do you, Why do you think they're not coming back? I mean, is there a reason do you think because of that, or obviously,
1: online church is not the same as a regular church service because uh, you're not involved as much in the worship. You're watching a program, but you're not really uh, becoming a part of it. And I think uh, I've watched them online. I've even watched their own online programs, of course. Uh, it's different, but it just doesn't have the, in my opinion, it doesn't have this, the same feeling that you get when you're in a church. And uh plus there's accountability. When you don't come to church and you're missing a couple of weeks, hey, we missed you. Where are you? And but we can't call people and say we missed them. I mean we can and say we missed them, but you know, COVID nineteen.
0: Yeah. I I know. Mindy how's kind of it affecting Mindy is our is our uh children's pastor here at uh Greenwood First. So kinda of how how is it going for you on, on that side with the kids?
2: Well the you know Parents don't come, of course, their kids don't come. But the hardest part is what we would normally do to get kids to come back would, you know, have some events or some kind of, you know, gathering. But with all the restrictions from the government, it makes it hard to do anything to, you know, make people come back and, you know, make what church is about because of all the restrictions of what the government
0: Yeah. I, I know uh, me, me being the youth pastor here, uh, we have literally had to think outside the box of what we could possibly do. And I know it's not, you know, when I, I was thinking about this, it's it's not just our church. I mean, of course, we're all in this together, every church in North America that's fighting this pandemic alongside us is all basically having to do the same thing, uh, trying to think outside the box to bring people in, to bring people, you know, seniors and, and, and adults into the main service and to bring children and kids for the for the kid service and even for me, the youth. And um it's almost uh you you really have to dig. <laughs> I guess I should put it that way. You really have to dig and try to come up with something that is, I'm not going to say work, but something that's going to stick, something that's going to, you know, make sure that number one, they're being, uh, spiritually fed number two, that they're being active number three, that they're on a journey with their, with their walk with Christ. And, you know, just the fundamentals of, of, of bringing people into the church and raising them up. And I've noticed that there's so many churches, I I don't want to put it like this, but It seems like some churches are doing it better than the other churches. Maybe they've had a head start. Maybe they've been involved on the on the, um, live streaming or maybe, uh, live streaming or, or online church has been a big part of their, of their church. And so they kind of have that extra, you know, foot, uh, a foot ahead of us or something like that. But one thing I've learned is, uh, patience <laughs> throughout this whole thing and, uh, more patience involved with it. And number two or number three, number two, number three, that God is still in control of all this. And that's one thing that I have really, uh, it, it, it Trying to think it will just drive you insane. Trying to brainstorm it will just drive you insane. Um, trying to come up with an answer to why people aren't coming back. I I really wish I knew. I really wish I knew why people weren't coming back. I know we would we would love to have the church full again. We would love to have, you know, the kids area and the youth areas full again. Uh, do you think this is kind of the new normal or you think this is, um, you know, going to fade off or something and next year, 2021, being a new year, everybody will come back. What do you guys think on that?
1: I don't think uh, I don't think they're coming back. Uh, I think the new normal is. Uh, you know, we have to look what the Bible says. You know, and you read the Amplified Bible in, in Second Thessalonians talks about that there's going to be a great falling away from the church in the last days. And of course, I really truly believe we are living in the last days. I'm convinced of that. And one thing that I I feel like the Lord's telling that we need to do here is that. Uh, and I even preach a sermon on it. There's so many lost people in the world today. Actually, if you look at the population of the world, which is 7.8 billion people, uh, 5.6 billion people do not profess to be Christians. So that's a huge harvest field. And that Jesus is. said, don't say four months. Yes. <laughs> it's not four months. <laughs> look at, look now, it's right now. Yes. So one of the things that we want, that I believe that the Lord is calling us to do is we're going to really work on our online service uh and that's uh, to me a very important thing uh it's possible we're getting uh, a new camera uh which is a which is a a top-of-the-line camera that uh, it's a 4k and i feel like that will really enhance the picture second thing we want to do is there is a uh, technology to enhance the sound of uh, what we are putting out online
0: yeah um We've kind of, the past few staff meetings, have been kind of talking about the the camera system that you're wanting to get. And um, I'm excited for it, you know. I think the technology is so weird because I guess... uh, um growing up in the church where it was, I can remember, uh, we went to a smaller church in in Southern California, but um, our worship leader would have one of those, you know, those old school projectors like a teacher would have back in the day. And they would have the song on that and they would put it up on that projector and, you know, they would put it on the wall. And that was the technology that we had back then. And so to see where we have come from, As a church to, you know, the online um, streaming and the online church services, it has been just, it's, it's blowing away the technology and the sound quality that we can, that we can get out of it. And it's not just, you know, we're, we're, we can definitely utilize what you're talking about with the kids ministries also and that would give um have you ever thought about you know like an online service for for kids or anything
2: i've thought about it we yeah we definitely need to start like pastor said gearing towards that that's where it's going to be maybe hopefully for a short period of time but continue you know it'll probably be uh, I thought
1: about teaching Wednesday night service, which I do anyway, and uh, putting the Bible teaching online. So, uh, to me, this is where it's happening. This is where it's going. And uh, yeah. if people can't come to the church, then we got to go to them.
0: No, a- absolutely. Um, you had—we uh, were talking a few. This is probably a few weeks ago, but you were saying that there's people in different states that, that have been watching our live stream service. So that's, that's pretty neat. And yeah. knowing, knowing that, well, where was, do you remember a few of the, of the states that they were in?
1: Alabama was one of them. I can't remember what the other ones, South Carolina. I don't remember now where it was. But. Oh, that's
0: cool. Because it, what what's neat is knowing that we are going across state lines, you know, it's not, that is, that is what I love about this online church service is that, uh, or or live streaming is that, you don't know who's watching, number one. You don't know who's sharing. And then... Um also when uh when if it's a family member sharing it imagine like the people that are that are lost or looking for a church or you know it might just be i i uh my brother-in-law told me a few weeks ago that he was really blessed by one of our online church services and so it's just is that kind of aspect involved with it too so we are reaching i think what what kind of what we're all agreeing on is that we're reaching a bigger crowd even though we're not seeing them face to face Mm -hmm. and we are doing exactly what we are called to do in this in this whole pandemic you know through this whole process and i know it is uh technology when you start talking like technology camera wise i'm like it's it's way over my head i mean i i can barely use my iphone camera (laughs) and know what it does i didn't even know what facetiming was like up until like a year or two ago so (laughs) That's how far behind technology I am, but the technology that we are talking about for those that are, that are listening you know will be listening to this podcast is that you will be able to watch and I almost feel like you're interacting with the church when we when we stream these out and You know, when you one thing I love is I love worship. And when you feel like there's some, you know, uh, YouTube, I like to YouTube a lot and listen to different churches and their worship bands. And sometimes I play it so loud, I feel like I'm there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the kind of experience I think people might be looking for is, is not just, you know, how good the church has it together with, you know, the, the, the cameras and stuff, although it is awesome to have that at your disposal. Um, it's just to see us interacting, to see us worshiping, to, to realize that we are number one, we are all in this together, but we are all just children of God and we're fighting this pandemic together also. And so, I mean, the online church, it is. Was I don't know maybe had some pushback before, but you can definitely tell this is the direction that we are just forced. I guess yeah. is that the right word to put, Pastor? Forced to take here in twenty twenty. So. Yeah. So did would you have ever thought you know ten fifteen years ago that this was the direction we're going?
1: I never would have thought that before the pandemic came. Uh, we were online and and uh, you know and then, and then they say well you need to close down for a couple of weeks. I said. Okay, so we were, all, we were already online, but you know the couple of weeks turned out to fifteen weeks, and it just went on. So
0: absolutely, I know. Uh, <laughs> I was I was thinking about this today. So uh, I, I had said this in in our first podcast, and, uh I'm I'm the new guy on the block here. You know, I've only been here since January and um i was i was really i was praying about this the other day i said god show me a direction a vision or something right now and uh you know because i'm just trying to it's not I, I don't want to put it like this. It's not like I've I've lost the vision or the hope or anything, but we are dealing with everything in life being thrown at us right now. And we're just trying to focus on kind of like the vision of the church. We're trying to focus on going live. We're trying to focus on like with many, like what can we do differently with the kids? Billy, what can we do differently with the youth? And I was thinking about this. I was like, God, we, we just started here back in January. And in my mind, I had this all planned out. I mean, I had it to the T of what what the first six months of this of this was gonna look like. And we were we were so excited. Uh, we had we had spoken with pastor and we went to lunch with them. It seemed it was probably what October or November of last year sometime. And we were excited. I was you know I come I, I we came from a different church and and um, the first couple couple months here were amazing. You know we we really got to we we were welcomed in and we got to meet the youth and everything and we knew what 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 the plan was. We knew what the vision was. We knew what the next step was going to be. And in the midst of all this, we have a pandemic that hits us and it shuts everything down. And I'm trying to figure out, I say this, you know, as I was trying to figure out just a a few months ago, God, I know there is a reasoning. I know there's a plan. I know there's a purpose. I know that there is, uh, there has got to be something greater that maybe I'm just not seeing. And what I love about when things don't go as planned is it, it reminds you of who's in charge. It reminds you of how little all of us actually are in this big picture. And I can just, I sit back now and I say, God, you know, I truly don't know what Tomorrow is going to hold or next week's going to hold because we're all having to deal with this one day at a time. Tomorrow the governor can come out and say, you know what, all churches are are banned. It's just kind of up in the air. I don't believe our governor would do that. But, you know, so we're all just dealing with this, you know, one day at a time. But it just reminds me, and that's what I love is just how how faithful God is to us and, and, and the Bible is of course i we've we've there's so many scriptures that you've just quoted you know this past sunday and in these in these past, but I just it's just the reminders of of always number one that God is in control of all this, regardless of what is happening, regardless of what's going on, even when you think you have it together, <laughs> Billy I'm talking to me, even when I think I have it together, like I've got you know a a a five uh plan or something like that for this youth that God can come in and turn everything upside down and it's for his glory and his purpose and his will so I know has that ever happened to you has anything like this ever happened to you I'm not seeing pandemic wise pastor but maybe has this anything like this you know where the church has had to shut down or or just re- i don't think up. anybody's
1: ever knew this was coming we 've all said that over and over again, then we keep saying, well uh you know there, there'll it'll be an end there, but the more uh, the further we go, it seems like the worse it gets i I hear now that maybe there won 't be any college football this uh, this, oh, no. uh and they, <laughs> they, they're talking about it now, and you know and and uh, they're they're cutting this out they're cutting the, I, they're not going to be any fair and uh, any any in uh, Fort Smith, they're they 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 have canceled that. They're just canceling everything, and you're going okay. So uh, I, I don't see an end to it. So yeah. that's why we're having to adjust to it to yes. the best of our ability.
0: The adjustments, it's oh, it's hard. Uh, I know we, we were talking about um uh, the fall sports because of course it's uh it's July this year. I, we're all ready for 2020 to get over, but this year has gone fast already. I know we're just waiting for 2021. It's going to be our, it's going to be our year. I know it is. Yeah. And plus y'all don't want fall sports to end because it's just going to give the Razorbacks like one more year to recoup and (laughs) regain and come back stronger and go after the championship. (laughs) But, um, I I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for, you know, fall to get here and if we have fall sports then that would be great. Uh if we don't, then hey, who knows? There's always next year. Yeah, always next year. <laughs> yes. So, hey, one thing I wanted to do, um I wanted to tell you guys about a some of the services that our church Greenwood first assembly has, has to offer. And one of those is a food bank. And, um, I was, I was thinking about this stuff that we could talk about now, pastor, you started the food bank years back.
1: Yes, I did. Okay. Over 20 years ago. I'm sure that
0: is, that is a long time that is. And so we've been serving, you know, South Sebastian County and the community of Greenwood with the food bank for well over 20 years with that. So, um, coming into this, you know, being the new guy again and just seeing the, the magnitude of how many people come to this food bank, it's, it's amazing. It really is. Um, what do you think? I mean, when you were coming up or I don't want to say coming up, but what, when we instilled the food bank and even what we do now, can you just kind of fill us in on what we do uh, and, and maybe how it's off, how it's operated and stuff?
1: Well, what we when we first started the food bank, one of the things that we did was different than a lot of food banks is they actually came in and uh, we always had a meal for everybody. That was one of the things we did. And we just gave them a sack of groceries. You know, they come in, here's your sack. Going on. But then we got to the point where that really didn't work out so well because people got food they didn't want or they didn't eat. And so we went to the grocery cart thing and put all the food out there. They have a grocery cart. that go out and pick out what they want. And yeah. uh, they have so many points. Each family has so many points. I mean, larger families have more points. And each, of course, whatever's on the table has points on it. So you have so many points, and that's what we do. And we also have, we also were feeding people. Uh, we've been doing that for a long time. Well, when COVID came along, that just changed literally everything. Yeah. And so for the past, uh, I don't know, a couple of months, we've been, people have been driving up in their car just giving them a sack of groceries yeah. is what we've been doing. Yeah. Uh, next week, we're planning to do something a little different. Uh, we're actually going to open our building again so they can come in and they can uh, uh, select the groceries they want obviously they'll wear a mask uh, six feet only six people in the building at a time I have to wear a mask and uh, we have some hand sanitizer that they'll put and they won't be able to touch the groceries we'll have somebody there to actually hand them what they want yeah because uh, we're trying to uh, keep uh, abreast of what the governor wants us to do and i think that's what we should do so uh so it'll be six people at a time and then they'll pick up the groceries and go out the back door yeah and uh that's actually going to start next week so uh that's yeah. It's just different. Uh, you know, this way, uh, we, instead of just handing you a sack of groceries, now you can pick out what you want. It's always yeah. worked out well for us.
0: Yeah. Uh, when I, when I kind of first started and seeing and, and, and witnessed the food bank and how many people were involved on it now, now um, <clears throat> we're talking kind of the scale of this. It's, it's how many families do you think we feed per week? Maybe hundred to two or?
1: Well, I think, I, I'm just going to have to guess 100, but I'm, I, yeah. I, I'm in a sense, because I'm the pastor, I'm over it, but I'm not really into all the figures and everything yeah. that they have there, but it's been a lot, it's been a lot of people. We have one of the largest yeah. food banks in the area, and, and uh, we're one of the very few food banks that feed people. Most of yeah. them don't do that.
0: And our, our um, administrator for the church, Ursula Carter, uh, she is kind of... I, I, I would say just kind of over it right now, kind right. of, you know, overseeing the right. stuff on it right now. That's what she does. And she would probably have the correct figures on it. But, um, when, when I kind of started here and I seen just the magnitude of this and seeing how many families that were, that we were feeding, it, it really did bless my heart because to me, when I see a food bank, I always think of, you know, downtown, like off of Fort in Fort Smith or something like that. And, you know, it's the rough part of town. It's, you know, it's a really just uncomfortable setting almost, but here, you come up to our jfw building which is basically just our activity center and you know you you walk into that building and it was set up almost like a grocery store and i thought how neat is that for people they don't have to you know it it just puts a different perspective to it almost you know it just makes it feel like they they're you know they're in a hurting position maybe or maybe they're just in that position where where money's tight we are probably all in that right now and including myself and and you know they go in there and they just feel like they're at the normal grocery Store and stuff like that. And I loved that. I, I thought that idea was great. And then, when, you know, before the COVID uh, had happened, we were doing a meal also where people were getting, you know, uh, a meal on Wednesdays. And um, just to see this, if in, in, and in just seeing an operation, it really blessed my heart. And one thing that we started doing just recently also was a kids pack. And we were uh, distributing food for kids because summertime rolls around in in the midst of and this is i should even say if there was no pandemic we would probably still be doing this but summertime rolls around and we realize that a lot of kids are probably going or are going without food because they depend a lot on the schools to feed them right and so we started doing a kids pack and mindy have you seen any you know talked to any of the kids that have kind of been getting the kids pack or anything and what they've thought of it or liked it or anything?
2: They actually do. They they love it. They have there's good food in there. The the kind of the snacks that they enjoy. It's not just just not so good stuff in there. I mean, it's they've got a good choice of food to pick through, and yeah, they really enjoy
0: it. I know my kids, every time they get they, they get a pit, a kid pack every Wednesday, they love it and I kinda like some of the stuff in there too. Yeah. So. You find some for yourself. It's like a Halloween bag. You gotta go yeah. through it first before you give it to them and get all the good stuff. Right. <laughs> So, but, um, the kids pack are, are a big part of the Wednesday, uh, food bank also. And I believe uh, I'll probably get the, the hours wrong. Um, I, what, what I'm basically wanting to do now is to tell you that if you're listening to this and you're a family in the, in the Sebastian County area, and you are needing any kind of assistance with food, whether it be for you or a kid, then please come visit us. And I believe the hours start at what time do you know? Is it? Seven thirty or 8 in the morning or
1: are you talking about the, food bank? the food, bank. food bank starts at 10 o'clock
0: 10 o'clock so i was way off on the hours yes. but come to greenwood and visit our food bank we would be more than happy to help you out and i want to plug one more thing on this also not only do we have this amazing food bank that serves the south sebastian county community but the people that run this food bank are all volunteers too, correct? Absolutely. And you want to talk about amazing people. These people give up their time, give up their, you know, energy to come out here and help us with this food bank and that is a blessing in its own right now because to find people in the midst of a pandemic number one that are willing to volunteer for anything and we have people willingly coming willingly coming to the church to help us out with this so i really want to say a big thank you to the people that that help us out with the food bank and um you know if again if you're looking for or you're needing any kind of assistance please contact us contact Ursula Carter contact one of us here that that's that is speaking and we will get you in the right direction for this food bank. But one more thing I want to talk about before we before we end and I know you've addressed this before that it's not actually part of Greenwood First Assembly. But that is your Bible college. And your Bible college, I guess maybe I didn't know how cool this was, but you were showing a video on it the other day at on Sunday. And uh it almost made me like, you know, I have not gone to it yet. But again, I'm the new guy, so I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say, well, I'll do it here when it starts up or something, but or maybe next year. But you showed a video on it and it was it was pretty neat. I really liked what you had to offer there. So how long have you been doing the Bible college, Pastor? 2004
1: is when the Bible
0: College started. Awesome. And
1: uh, it has, it's. Uh, we call it four semesters. Uh, actually, the first one is the Ministry of Divine Healing. Uh, and the second one is the Basics of Deliverance. And the third semester is Freedom in Christ. That's the only one that I teach. And the fourth semester is the Practical Application of the Deliverance Ministry. And uh, those are all important. And then after, after you complete... It's uh, all of those. There's a test after each session, but it's a real easy test, just to make you go back over it to see whether or not you actually went back over it and looked <laughs> to find the answers to the test.
0: That'd be my and, kind of and test. And you have to read one
1: book per, per semester on that particular subject, and then uh, and so after, if if you complete all of that after the four. Uh, semesters, which is a, it's, it's a year, is what it is. It goes along with the school system. Well, then we give you a diploma in the ministry, divine healing, and deliverance, and uh, it's yeah, uh, we have a cap and gown ceremony and everything. It's actually like a like a we are an accredited Bible college. It's it is uh, not only are we accredited, we are uh, uh, we are incorporated. Uh, we have our own. Uh, phone number obviously and we have our own checking account and everything it's so it's it's not i mean yes i passed to the church and i'm the one that started it but yeah. most of the speakers are not assembly of god they're from very different denominations yeah and uh, everything is on video you can see everything you want on video you have a workbook they fill in the blanks that when you're through with the class, you've got four workbooks that that explain everything you've learned and you can go back and look at it and whatever ever so yeah we added one semester to it and that is the book of revelation that's the one that i'm teaching it's a nine-hour course on the book of revelation from the very beginning to the end chapter by chapter verse by verse yeah and that is also in the bible college everything is online everything we do is online we just added a brand new online uh website and, and so that it's easy to uh, get in there and uh, do the class
0: yeah I, I i'll really i'm interested in uh uh, like if, of course the end time revelations. Like yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we uh, can we can almost say you know we are right here on the doorstep. Oh, or if I know we, we are, <laughs> or, or if we're not right in the middle of it, no, we're, we are. You know, definitely. I feel like the end times, and um, I don't believe that. Uh, One thing, if if you are out there and you're listening to this and maybe you're interested in it, I mean, the the course, the material sounds really uh, amazing. It really does. The more I hear about it and read up on it, um, you know, divine healing, divine... divine healing what was the other one divine uh
1: basics of deliverance yeah basics of
0: deliverance yeah and those are you know uh, everybody probably around you or around us know somebody that needs to be healed know somebody that needs to be prayed over and to kind of you know, go over maybe, maybe it would just give you a better understanding of why you're praying the way you're praying, or why you know you're reading this passage of scripture the way that you're reading it. And it probably gives you a better understanding of what we're reading. Well, as a it, Christian. it lets you
1: know what power and authority you have in Christ Jesus that's Amen. what's important. Yeah, so, so you know how to overcome the enemy because you know what authority you have. Uh, actually, um my one of my favorite scriptures and you shall know the truth it's in John 3 you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free John 8:32 and John 8:36 says and uh, and if the son will set you free you will be free indeed so our feeling is you can be you can live in total freedom body soul and spirit
0: amen that, that is that's preaching right there um, well, you know what, if you are looking, if you're, uh, you know, trying to, to find something to get into the courses start in August, correct?
1: Right. In August.
0: So, I mean, uh, contact the church, contact pastor John and, and, uh, let him, you know, get you in the right direction on that. And it's something of course, cause I'm the new guy, but it's something that I will be going through and, and I'm really looking forward to it. But so kind of as we're wrapping all this up, um, Number one, if you're looking for a church, we would love to invite you here to Greenwood First Assembly. Or if you would like to watch us online, you can find us at First Assembly Greenwood on Facebook, correct? And you should be able to... Greenwood First Assembly. Greenwood First Assembly, yeah. And you should be able to find our live stream. And uh, you can watch us on Sunday mornings. And you can watch us also on youtube so it should be around the same you know greenwood first assembly and check us out on on facebook and youtube um so kind of in as ending i was trying to figure out you know i I would love to have this grand ending or whatnot but really i just want to ask something simple what what do you think we can pray for right now for people for for the for the kids right now mindy or 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 you know just people going maybe the parents or, or or whatnot
2: just to not have so much fear what the media is telling you and you know um it's it's okay to come back to church and if you're not coming back to church it's okay to watch online and and not to have so much fear like i feel like we should pray for the fear to go that i think the media is putting in a lot of people's
0: head. I know it. Pastor, what do you think? Oh, uh,
1: I am definitely in agreement with her. Fear is perhaps one of the biggest things uh, that we are faced with right now. And, of course, you know, 2 Timothy said one seven says God didn't give us a spirit of fear. 1 John 4.18 also said there is no fear in love. Yeah. Because perfect love casts out fear. And what's perfect love? It's the love of Jesus Christ. So that means we are trusting in Him and uh, know that, you know... <laughs> As, as my wife would always say, well, she said, I'm not worried because I know where I'm going, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've bet i had a good run on the earth and so, <laughs> you know. I know. I distrust the Lord and, and, and it, it's what it is. You have to have, it, it, faith is getting saved, but trust is a deeper level of faith. That's deep. And so you have, that's, that's a lot more difficult to trust than it is just to have faith. And yes. so that's what, that's what God's called us to do. And we don't have to be fearful.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I would, I would definitely agree with you guys a hundred percent on the fear on the fear part. It, um, as fearful as these times are right now, we are, uh, we are heading in the right direction and that's the direction that God is leading us into. And, um, whatever happens between now and tomorrow, number one we are not guaranteed tomorrow but whatever right. happens between now and tomorrow it's the direction that God wants us if Absolutely. we just fully trust him Absolutely. and so with that I'm going to leave it uh, we thank you guys so much for, for listening with us and, and tuning in and until we meet again this is Table Talk with Greenwood First Assembly thank you guys so much have a blessed day